0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There'll be a couple of announcements at the end of the episode, so if you'd like to stay tuned, you'll find out a couple of things. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Chapter 5 of Popcorn and Monsters. If you haven't listened to chapters 1 to 4, they're still available on Podbean, iTunes and most other podcast sites. When we left the gang last time, the Count had floated to the ceiling in a dramatic pall of mist. We join them again now. Wolfie broke the awkward silence.
1: So, is it okay if I ask the question now, mummy dude? Yeah, sure.
0: Fire away.
1: You said that you and your family lived in the Carpathian Forest, is that right?
0: I did. It was quite a nice place, actually. No trouble with neighbours, loads of space to grow herbs and stuff. Well, the thing is... It was in
1: the Carpathian region that I suffered my curse. My bloody father went and died and it fell to me to become the wolf man. Anyway, I was in the same area when I happened up in this place. What about you, Igor? Count. I say, Count. Can you hear me when he's smoking? Come on, Count. You know there's a ban on smoking in the workplace.
0: With a strange sort of whoosh, a whoosh that somehow made your mental flesh creep, the Count took his bodily form. Wolfie continued. Tell
1: me, you two, where did you come from? You know, just before you ended up here. I was just about to mention that myself. The Count and I were working in the Count's castle, and his castle is in the Carpathian region as well. Lumpy... Did you
0: live in Carpathia? Igor, despite his rather vast intelligence, spoke to Lumpy as if he was a waiter in a foreign land that Igor was holidaying in. Before Lumpy could attempt an answer,
2: the Count did it for him. I know where he's from. He too was from the same region. He is the work of the Mad Doctor. I recognise his work anywhere. He was a genius, but his stitching could be the work of a blind leper."
0: The Count continued under
2: his breath. "'Stupid mad doctor and his stupid bringing back the dead trick. He never let me live that one down at the coffee evenings. Oh, Count, I've made another one. How about you? Annoying little man!'
0: The rest of the room were backing away slowly from the Count his eyes becoming redder by the second. So, coming back
1: to the original question. We're all in the same region, we were all suffering some sort of life-changing event and we've all ended up here. All that in itself is very, very strange, but add to that the kitchen that showed up when the mummy got here and I'm pretty sure that the place got bigger when the rest of you showed up as well. I don't know about you guys, but it does seem like there's some kind of something that's controlling what's going on. I mean, I know that personally I could well be slaughtering some innocent just now, but here I've not got an urge for anything stronger than some steak tartare. I know I'm going to be repeating myself but it's something to do with that door.
0: Mummy joined the conversation. A door? You mean we can get out of here? Well, sort of, and
1: no. There seems to be a door that shows up just at certain times, and normally just before someone else comes through the ceiling. It's not there just now, but I figure if we wait, it's bound to show up again and then we can investigate. At least that's if you would want to investigate. The other three seemed less than keen last time, and then you
2: showed up so we got distracted. Dear Wolfie, it's not that we didn't want to go through. It was just that we... We... Okay, I admit. I got a little touch of regard for my potential safety and the threat to it.
1: I'm afraid I just got plain scared, Wolfie. It got to the moment of fight or flee, and as it took me by total surprise, happening so quickly as it did, I took the flee, as it were, option.
0: Wolfie looked at Lumpy and pointed to where the door had been before and indicated, as he did before, about going through. Lumpy nodded to show he understood, but he shook his head, Cuddles his arms around his gigantic frame and shrugged his giant shoulders.
1: Sorry, Wolfie.
0: Scared. Wolfie walked over to him, craned his neck to look up at Lumpy in the eyes and gently patted him on a forearm that was bigger than a hungry lion's appetite, and Lumpy gently smiled. Silence hung in the air. So, is that kettle boiled yet, then? Ha! Wolfie barked a laugh at Mummy. Sure.
1: How many lumps?
0: It's back. Igor showed a hitherto unknown enthusiasm.
1: "'The door! It's fuzzy, but it's there. It's showing up
0: again!' The five of them stood in a line, shoulders touching, probably the closest they had stood to another living soul, so to speak, in a very long time. The door was getting more solid with every passing second, until it got to the point where it looked just like an everyday door, one you would see on any house on any street.' It even had a number on it. No, not 666, but it was 13. Well, that's just clichéd. Igor pointed out the obvious. An excited wolfie took up his chance again. Okay,
1: it's back. We don't know for how long, so I think we should go through. Even just a peek. I think we owe it to ourselves to at least have a peek. A peep, a sneaky look, just a one eye. Come on, you guys, we'll open
0: it up a tiny bit and that's it. Just a sneaky look. Mummy seemed to be taking the bait. I could go for a sneaky look. Excellent. How about the rest of you? Count took up the mantle of spokesman, much to an open-mouthed eager surprise.
2: My suggestion is this. The last time the door showed up, so did another being from the ceiling. So... You and Mommy take a sneak peek and the rest of us can guard the beanbag chair and wait to see what happens.
1: I can deal with that. Okay, now you two take Lumpy and wait by the chair and us two will take this peek. Go!
0: Wolfie, in his previous life, was quite laid back. Boring, even. But with the genes of the lycanthrope within him, he had more of a passion. Wolfie and Mummy stood by the door while the others got into position. OK, Mummy, you ready? Let's do this, Wolfie. Whatever's causing this has given me the weirdest feeling in my gut. Good or bad, I'm not sure, but it's pulling me.
1: I get it. Me
0: too. OK, on three. On three. One, two, three, then pull.
1: No. One, two, then three and pull at the same time. Just checking. Right, here we go.
0: One, two, three. Wolfie and Mummy both twisted the door handle and with surprising delicacy cracked the door open for a sneaky peek. Wolfie's eyes widened as he saw what was beyond the door. Mummy's eyes did the same. Probably. You can hardly see them. They opened the door till it was wide open and stepped through. Once through, they took in their surroundings. It was a dark room, dusty and reeked of old age. Not human old age. There was no stench of wee and tea. This was a room that seemed to have existed for a long, long time. Wolfie and Mummy walked to the middle of the room, taking in the new part of this adventure. And it was only when they turned back to the door that they noticed. Yep, you guessed it. It had gone. Mummy summed up their feelings.
1: Oh, boogie. Wolfie.
0: Mummy. Can you hear me? Igor was banging on the wall where the door had been just a few seconds ago, but he could tell by the solid thunk that wherever Wolfie and Mummy were, it wasn't on the other side of the wall. They would just have to wait until the door returned and deal with it then. OK, this isn't a problem. We've got no need to panic. We're totally fine and no harm will come to us. Right, Wolfie? Right, right? Am I right? Right? Easy, Mummy. This is not
1: a problem. This is merely a slight diversion in what has been a less than standard
0: day in the life of five so-called monsters. I'm not a monster. A mummy is an age-old profession, that's all. Mummy ran his bandaged hands over his bandaged face. Sorry about that. Little highly strung as it is and this is really not helping. So, you really believe that this is just a slight diversion... Wolfie backed away slightly from Mummy, and more so from the sight of a very dark and deep red, where, he assumed, Mummy's eyes were.
1: Of course I believe it. If I didn't believe it, then the gravity of everything that's happened so far may hit me like an asteroid hits the Earth in a disaster movie. What's a disaster movie? asked a bemused Mummy. What's a disaster? You know what? Right now, no, that important. What we need to do right now is keep our guard up and explore wherever we now are.
0: Where they now were was a basic room. Even more basic than the one they'd started in. There was no kitchen, no beanbag chair, just four walls with a roof that seemed to be kept up by faith rather than a strong support and a floor that you just knew would have more creaks than an old folk home's yoga session. However, the room wasn't empty. There was that feeling again. The one that seemed stronger just before and just after the door made its sporadic appearances. Again, it was like popcorn in Wolfie's nostrils. That wasn't the only thing in the room, though. Do you think they're okay wherever they are? Igor seemed concerned, but it was very hard to tell with his ever shifting face.
2: Well, we have no way of knowing. I would like to suggest that we talk about our situation, and if we have any way of getting out of here. I do not want to sound cold, but I am a monster, am I not? The count paused as if wait <clears throat> sorry, the count paused as if
0: waiting for an answer. But Igor didn't take the bait.
1: Well, I guess there's nothing we can do until this mystical door makes another
0: appearance. How are you, Lumpy? Lumpy was sitting on the floor with his building-sized head resting on his hull-sized chest. He looked up at the sound of Igor's voice reaching his canyonesque ears. Igor made the universal gesture of, Well, what do you think? This consisted of shoulder shrugging that is normal in a human, but from Igor, it would have scared cats. Lumpy thought for a moment, and he was thinking. He had found that ever since he'd been in this place, that he was picking things up really quickly. The doctor had taught him certain things. Not things like which item of cutlery was used for which course, or picking out a hat for ascot race day. It was more along the lines of learning something called the alphabet. A for amputation, B for boiling oil, C for corpses, the standard stuff. In this place, however, he had found things just sort of landing in his brain. Well, now it was his brain. He knew who it was before. Things such as being able to pick up what the other monsters were saying. He could understand most of the words, but he was still learning and wanted to wait before making himself feel stupid. Igor was still looking at him. Lumpy tried to think of a way to communicate with him. Talking was on the tip of his brain. Close, but not yet. He wanted to get across the main feeling in his heart. So, extending an arm that was longer than a politician's yes or no answer, he then pointed a finger where the door normally made its appearance and then he frowned. Igor thought to himself. You know,
1: for someone who still seems to be very childlike, he really knows how to make his thoughts known.
2: Are you all right, Igor? Your face, it is looking crumpled. More so than usual.
0: Igor turned away from them both, saying, I've got some dust in my eye, that's all. In the distraction of Wolfie and Mummy being separated, the rest of the gang had forgotten about what happens when the door appears. They'd left the red beanbag chair. There was a deep growl from the beanbag chair. I think I got some dust in my eye. Let me have a look, Mummy. Wolfie tried to look into Mummy's eye, but Mummy was evading him. Come on now, I'm not going to hurt you. Mummy kept bobbing and weaving like Muhammad Ali in his prime. I don't think you're going to hurt me. It's just that I can't let you look into my eyes. Something bad happens if that happens. It's part of the old curse of the mummy deal. Really? Oh, blame
1: me. I'll do your deal then. You won't take scissors near my fur, and I won't look all deep and meaningful into your baby blues. How
0: does that sound? I think that sounds like a plan. "'Okay, my eyes have settled. "'Let's have a look round, shall we?' Okay, a couple of things I wanted to mention. One was basic information of how to find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Mirths and Monsters. Uh, there's Instagram, Murths and Monsters Pod. And I welcome any form of art that you may want to send in, or anything at all related to the show. It's I love getting them, it's brilliant. Uh, you also find me on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, which is just Murths and Monsters. And then there's a group, Mercer Monsters Facebook group, aka Finn's Fan Club. Now at the moment, I'm running a little competition, because it seems that a lot of yous are trying to pronounce uh, words with a proper Scottish accent. So, anybody is welcome to enter and send uh, any audio or video to any of the places I just mentioned, and the one that I think is the best one is going to get a prize. Probably a fin mug. Uh, now, that takes me to the next part. Uh, a good few of you have actually been asking about a Patreon page. Honestly, some of you have been asking, it's not just me. But I will be starting one. Um, hopefully the start of February. There are going to be four different levels, uh, ranging from uh, one dollar, one buck, up to 18. And in that, there's going to be the usual things. There's going to be stickers, there'll be enamel pins, badges, postcards that are going to be uh, hand-designed by one of our listeners, Jackie. She's going to do them personally, and you can choose which uh, monster you would like. Um, There's going to be Popcorn and Monster Patreon-only episodes. There will be a cat's corner involving my other two cats Bobby and Castiel doing film reviews. There's going to be a good few things. There's the usual t-shirts and mugs and all that kind of stuff plus extra things as well. So that's going to be starting February time. I will let you know more nearer the time. Any more of you are interested I would love to hear any suggestions of what kind of things you would like to see as an award. I'm open to any ideas. So one last thing I promise one last thing. I have been a bit sporadic with the release of my episodes and I as a lot of you know I had a back problem there's been other couple of things going on. So things seem to be a bit under more under control now, so what I'm going to try and do is get a new episode out of a Monday. Um a standard episode, or a Grecian Hills 90210 episode, I'm going to aim for every Monday. It might be every second Monday, but I want to make them more regular and get myself more organised so I can bring this stuff to you because a lot of people have been amazingly kind to me and I want to definitely repay the favour somehow. So, till the next time. Bye for now.